Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. We're on with Jed Parsons. Radio 1 91 FM. I'm Ruby J, and I'm here with Jed Parsons, outstanding singer-songwriter from Christchurch. How are you today, Jed? I'm very well, thank you. Awesome. So your album Brunch was released on the 19th of February. It is a captivating blend of indie pop and rock with trails of romance, comedy and idiosyncrasy. You recorded this album in Wellington at Surgery Studios. Um, what's your favourite brunch spot in Wellington? Uh, what are the names of them all? Is it Fidel's up the top of oh, Cuba yeah. Street? Fidel's is great. Great spot. Yeah, pretty much anywhere on Cuba or um, up Newtown Way. There's heaps of good spots up that way too. That's where the studio is that I record. So oh, cool. I became a became a, a frequent customer of the Newtown <laughs> cafes. Did you have the milkshakes at Fidel's? Yeah, did I? I have had them. I don't think I had them last time. That's why it's not fresh in my memory, but I think I have. Yeah, so um, what was the recording process like for you? Did you make it out of the studio much and get around Wellington? Um, yeah, so, well, because I'm Christchurch-based, of course, so so the trips that I make up to Wellington are generally extremely focused and very, you know, the, there's a very strict schedule, you know, I'm there for five days to to record and I'm I'm making the most of the entire time I'm up there recording. So yeah, not a heap of time to go out exploring, but you know, at night times when the sessions are over I'd go out a bit. But yeah, the the process for me this time was different to the first album where I recorded a lot of live stuff with the whole band. This time it was pretty much just me on my own for most of the songs. Um playing drums and then laying up bass and guitars and keyboards and stuff. I had some session people that came in was really lucky with the people that came in some really brilliant players but yeah that was my process kind of building the songs up from scratch which was a really fun way of doing things pretty much just because i love to play drums so yeah <laughs> who do you have come into the studio so there's a bass player called aaron stewart whose most recent thing he was doing was the fly my pretties tour he's a really fantastic player and you know in my sessions i need people that can handle being throwing ideas people that don't need chord charts and, and stuff like that because i can't be bothered with that kind of carry on so it's one of those people who are just like oh, okay dude i'll do something and then 10 minutes later he's <laughs> finished a really brilliant thing. um a guy called miharo gregory from lab a keyboard player who wasn't meant to be playing keys he was just dropping off a guitar for me but i was like actually while you're here you, you can just quickly lay some <laughs> lay some piano down on this so i was played on um Sad Together and another one of the tracks, 25. Yeah, grabbed him for about 20 minutes and he smashed that. And then, yeah, who else did I have? Some buddies came in for some stomps and claps. Um, uh, Oliver Devlin from Hans Puckett. Oh, cool. Came in and lent his ear and played a bit of keys on a song called PlayStation and Porn. So, yeah, lots of just buddies really came in and, and offered the expertise. So, Get Desperate, which is one of the core singles from Brunch, nearly didn't make it on the album. Tell me about how the writing process was for you and how it came to be a part of the album. Yeah, so that one, since the very start of Jams with my band, you know, that, that first time you get in and go, hey, should we try and make some music? I had this guitar riff that we, we actually used to play it live, just like a, a bare bones version of what it is now. And it was never, there was always something lacking. And usually if there's something lacking with me, I'm just already bored of it and I shove it forever, throw it in the bin. But yeah, Get Desperate was one of the exceptions where I just, I really liked the guitar part and I just couldn't, I couldn't let it go. So I hadn't, we played it early on and then didn't play it for four or five years or something. And that kind of popped back into my memory. I was like, oh, I really should do something with that. So yeah, eventually found the chorus for it, and we were away laughing. Uh, so yeah, it was one of the, probably the probably the longest amount of time it's taken me to write a song because 
was started with the riff and came up with the chorus for it six years later or whatever it was. Yeah, feeling sad. It's a personal favorite of mine, and I feel like it sits perfectly beside PlayStation and porn. It's like very bouncy and sixties vibes. Um, did that sort of come naturally, or what was the thought process behind the track list? Yeah, it, it sort of was a conscious decision. It's the the main thing I think about when with track lists is just because both my albums have been, as you'd know, because sounds as if you've listened to it thank you um <laughs> you'd know that it's kind of the tracks are all over the place from kind of you know sometimes i write from a very sentimental you know try and be deep and meaningful and then most of the time i'm just feeling like a feeling like a silly bugger and write very silly song very light-hearted songs track listing for me i'm always thinking about you know have i spent too much time in the silly in the silly stage do i need to get out of the i don't want um my sentimental side or my silly side to come as a shock you know to yeah. to the listener who's settled into a, a feeling of where they're at certainly there's some really 60s sounding tunes that i thought would be quite cool to put together and production plays a big part in track listing too it's like okay the as you've picked up like, this one sounds all jangly so it wouldn't wouldn't really make sense to go from a jangly 60s one straight into like a you know like a stripped back neil young sounding kind of thing cool um and with sad together in the video you bring an apology flower it looks like a ko-fi not too sure what flower that is but what would you say your favorite apology flower would be oh that's a good question probably probably one crafted from paper i reckon yeah handmade apology flower that would go down even though I've never done that in my life I'm sure you can figure it out to be honest I think all the apology flowers I've brought in my life have been just the cheapest ones (laughs) lilies right lilies you can yeah usually pretty cheap yeah, so let's talk about PlayStation and porn. So um, this was your first single from the album and the harmonic melodies are so fabulous and so is the video. Could you tell us a bit about how you came to write this and what it means to you? Yeah, great. So um, yeah, PlayStation and porn, I, I wrote it in like five minutes yeah. at, a, at a party. It was kind of the first line was influenced by my brother actually who uh, lightheartedly decided he was going to take up smoking cigarettes as his new year's resolution so so we'd have something to give up the following new year you know so, i love that <laughs> so i'm going to give up smoking yeah sort of halfway through his first cigarette he just couldn't handle it he was coughing and sputtering all over the place and it kind of was this funny concept to me about a, someone who's so useless at life that they can't even take up smoking you know it's like <laughs> you, you're failing at, at a failure pretty much so i thought that was quite funny so that was the first line but then um yeah it just ended up being a very light-hearted song about merely a man who's into playstation and porn and the lyrics i never make a judgment call it's just it's just what he's like i never say it's bad or a good thing but yeah so many people have said at live shows and things said, oh my god i love that song like, that's my boyfriend to a t yeah it's just pretty funny so people really like it and it's become sort of an anthem at live shows it's a very easy to sing along kind of song so yeah it was sort of a very very silly song that i thought i would never play outside of this party and then i was like oh i will try it at a live show and then it ended up being the encore and then it ended up making its way onto the album and then first single off the album so been on quite a journey yeah the lockdown special for that song as well is great um i especially love the speed dealers they make a great touch how was lockdown for you i'm one of those people that kind of feels a bit guilty about saying that they had quite a good time in lockdown to be honest my partner and i had a wee uh how old would she have been at the time probably a one-year-old at the time so it was really nice for us kind of just to bond as a family and hang loose and kind of being forced to try new things 
things that don't involve hanging out with hundreds of people. I think also I probably liked it because a lot of my life is spent at home, like whether it's writing or planning a tour or whatever. You can sort of start to question what you're doing and start to feel a bit down in the dumps about not being out there doing it. So I guess it was kind of nice to be at home knowing everyone else was too. So you didn't yeah. feel like <laughs> you didn't feel like such a miserable bastard for just being at home all the time. It was kind of nice to feel like you're part of the team, you know. Um, Did you pick up any new hobbies? I hosted one quiz, so which makes me a quiz master now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Professional. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, what else did we do? We didn't do any sourdough baking. Oh, my partner did um, make, oh, what are they called? Brioche buns. That was a real oh, highlight. Nice. Lovely burgers. So yeah, brioche bun making, that's a new hobby. But no, I just sort of worked on my existing hobbies, really. It sort of lent yeah. itself perfectly to writing music. Any beans to spill on upcoming tours? Do you think you'll play a show in Dunedin anytime soon? Yeah, absolutely. So the plan is to tour in sort of late April, May. I'm just currently in the stage of emailing and doing that absolute logistical cluster F um, of, of a job, trying to make sure make all the venues and towns line up, which is hard work. But yeah, getting through that. So yeah, I reckon um, I reckon May will be will be out and will definitely be coming to Dunners for sure. Oh, awesome. Who's your favourite band at the moment? Any ideas on like tour openers? Oh man, yeah, been listening to a wee bit of music. I, every time I'm asked this question, I like, I have a brain fart and go back to, you know, I've got these favorites that I've been listening to for years that yeah. will never go away, you know, like Phoenix Foundation and oh, yeah. um, Hans Pucker, a lot of local bands that I really, really love. That band, I, I'm gonna say the name wrong, um, Karung, Karungbin. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah, well, I, I guess there are a couple of kind of indie artists that are no longer so indie. It feels like everyone knows them, but yeah, those cats and Phoebe Bridges, I've been listening oh, yeah. to them the last. Her week. vinyl just arrived to my house actually just before, and I was so excited. Punishment. Oh great! Uh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think she's brilliant. I think, and her whole vibe is really cool too. Like social media, as horrible and toxic as it is, is such a big part of what we do as musicians. Because if we're not on there, it's you know, how do we sell our stuff? So yeah, Phoebe Bridges. I've I've just like scrolled through Instagram a bit and been like, whoa, she's out of it, which I appreciate. Like kind of showing a bit of personality too. Like that. What's your take on TikTok? <laughs> oh, I haven't. I um, I got it once. I got it recently just to have a look at what's going on. And for some reason, the algorithms were targeting really whack stuff at me, like super cringy stuff, which I'm actually, that's pretty much the reason I'm on social media is for that cringy stuff. <laughs> kind of uh, obviously hate it, but it's so hard to look away. And so I'm pretty much on for the cringe but yeah I don't know what is going on in there I need to figure it out though because apparently that's how you make all the money at the moment crazy that your song's found on TikTok and all of a sudden you like blow up so maybe I need to come up with a quirky dance or something for the kids yeah. <laughs> and then I'll make I reckon it. PlayStation and porn will go down well on TikTok <laughs> <laughs> yeah true I'll give it a nudge <laughs> okay last question here what's your favourite song on the album my favourite song on the album is let's have a look I'm going to quickly Google myself Jed Parsons which I'm looking up on uh, Spotify or any streaming service that I please. Brunch. I think it would be either Sad Together or maybe What You Need. They're sort of two of the more sentimental songs on the album, which is, is funny because the album's packed full of very silly songs. But Sad Together, I really like how it's been produced. It sort of starts just kind of solo, stripped back, one vocal and acoustic guitar. And then it sort of just builds and builds to this big section of the song where it feels like it just opens up into a big lush reverby kind of, you know, five part harmony section which I love and yeah what you need is kind of my ode to mental health which I think probably every musician's either got a song about or you know experiences the, mm. the black dog themselves and yeah I think it was felt like one of the more important songs for me to write I mean all my songs 
songs are so silly and so shallow, but uh, I felt like I really needed to write that one at the time. It's sort of so hard to talk to someone who's going through horrific stuff mentally. And, you know, of course, we all know that talking is the best thing. Yeah, the song What You Need is the song I wrote in, in the absence of being able to have those conversations with people, you know. So hopefully people hear it and maybe it makes them feel something. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time to come out on air, Jed. So good to talk to you. Um, you can find Brunch by Jed Parsons on Spotify, Apple Music or your preferred streaming service. Um, LPs are also available on his Bandcamp if that's your vibe. And visual media-wise, there are videos out for both PlayStation and Porn and Sad Together on his YouTube channel. So yeah, we love you here at Radio 1 and we hope to see you down in Otipoti sometime soon. Um, yeah, hope you have a lovely day. Certainly will. You too. That was a lovely interview with Jed Parsons by our very own Ruby. Yeah, he's he's honestly such a lovely guy. Like, so easy to talk to and just, like, had so much to say about so much random stuff. We had, like, a 10-minute chat after the interview as well. <laughs> yeah, super, super cool bit of New Zealand music there. And coming up here on the Cosmic Drive, we have got Sad Together, which Jed just said was one of his favourite songs off of his new EP. Yeah, no, it's honestly such a good track, so... Yeah, shall we? Yeah. Shall we jump into it? Let's. We get sad together, we get mad together to the point where one could scream. We get sad together while it feels like never's when we'll realize the dream. We sometimes find out. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.